Hello, this is Crash, episode 260, recorded on Sunday the 28th of April 2019 at 12.32.40. Hello again, sorry for my absence, I had an excuse and it wasn't that the pterodactyl stole my homework and made off with it, or a dragon incinerated my castle. Is that Game of Thrones seeping into my subconscious? I said I wouldn't talk about it until the season finale, but yeah, it's so exciting, isn't it? There has been a bit of a delay, as you may have noticed, between episodes. Not that long, but enough that it is a thing. I was sick. <laughs> Upset stomach, crusty eye, which is... Not strictly medical terminology, but it's the easiest way to explain. Zits on and in my nose. I know. And yeah, the upset stomach thing. That was the IBS. I think that was the worst thing, and it took me down for a couple of days. All these things sound really disgusting, so I thought I'd share them with you, the audience. Well, anyway, that's why I've been absent, but I am back today, and fairly jaunty, because I have been sipping a cup of very strongly brewed green tea, which must have a huge amount of caffeine, because I am feeling a bit bouncy. And today it is just the regular show, where I talk about all things geek. The Doctor Who shows are in the works, and they're coming back very soon. I have actually watched, by the time you listen to this, a couple more Doctor Who stories. I am just in the process of writing up the notes. So you can look forward to that soon. Let's do the show. Culture. The Notre Dame Rebuild Cost. Yeah, now, depending on where you read it, news articles estimate the rebuild cost anywhere from £1 billion to several billion pounds. Personally, I think it's going to cost more than £1 billion and take longer than anyone thinks. There have... Oh, God's sake, now someone's... Yeah, sorry about that. Like any good podcaster, I turned my phone to airplane mode. I moved my mic to an angle, so it was facing away from the worst of the traffic. And of course, someone takes this time on Sunday, just before lunchtime, to push something through the letterbox. And then you get a little clang. How annoying. Sorry about that, listeners. And we're back. Where were we? Yes. I do think the rebuild of Notre Dame is going to take a lot longer. What else related to Notre Dame? Well, there have been complaints by the public in France of billionaires helping to fund the rebuild while not willing to fork out to help the poor. Well, my opinion is that is what tax is for. And if you can't close those ridiculous offshore loopholes for the very wealthiest people on the planet, 
then you only have yourselves to blame. I've been complaining about greed for years, but governments, not just France's, always go for the easy pickings, which is to tax the poorest to subsidise the richest. And on that grumpy note, let's move on to climate change. Why did I say climate change? I said I'd stop saying that. Let's call it exactly what it is. Imminent climate collapse. It can't be a coincidence that David Attenborough's climate collapse programme, that he calls climate change, the facts, which, spoiler, says that we're in imminent danger of going belly up, was aired a few days after the Extinction Rebellion protest started. Our planet is another David Attenborough series on Netflix now. Oh, and Extinction Rebellion is still going on in London and other places. Recently, the stock exchange was peacefully blocked, and even more recently, Banksy may or may not have fiddled with Nelson's column, which I think I need to translate for people who are not familiar with the London landmark, because that sounds a bit dodgy, the way I said that. There's a Banksy-type mural at the base depicting a girl using a paintbrush with the Extinction Rebellion logo to paint graffiti, saying, From this moment, despair ends and tactics begin. Whether or not that is Banksy, who knows. The whole point of that item was just to remind people that things are still happening in London, people are still protesting, and there are two David Attenborough television programmes about the environment that might be of interest to quite a lot of people. That, in fact, will be of interest to quite a lot of people. I know my parents like watching things like this, but some stage... I'll get round to watching these as well. And the next item. Let's talk about some of my favourite and least favourite podcasts. Now, although I listen to more than a hundred, perhaps hundreds of podcasts for entertainment, I don't generally recommend other people's podcasts. Because why help the competition? They don't help me, so why should I? Yes, I have become that petty. Not so much sherbet lemon as bitter lemon. And if you don't get the lemon references, just look at my website. Got a thing about lemons. On the other hand, sometimes I'll hear an episode of a podcast that is so good, I would be remiss not to recommend it. The first is an old episode of Radiolab from February 2013 called Million Dollar Microsecond about how network infrastructure can affect stock market trading. And trust me, that sounds incredibly dry, but it is absolutely fascinating. The second episode of a podcast I'd like to recommend is the latest episode of 20,000 Hertz 
And that episode is about Voyager's golden record. The Voyager probes were sent out into the depths of space with golden audio records with samples of music and speech and earth culture in audio form. And that is, again, really great. And my least favourite, well, that's no surprise at all, because I'm pretty sure my least favourite is probably everyone's least favourite new podcast at the moment, and that is Mark Zuckerberg's new and terrible and unbelievably boring podcast that makes my 25-minute ramble about washing machines, do you remember that? Almost bearable. Let's move on to technology. The Sri Lanka Easter Sunday bombings is foremost in a lot of people's minds at the moment. The bombing has been something of a family topic. 9-11, Norway 2011, New Zealand, now Sri Lanka, and countless other mass murders have left us as a planet disgusted and tired of this constant grinding bad news. The tech angle is that the Sri Lankan government killed social media for a few days, not wanting a repeat of reprisal attacks that occurred in 2018. It's not, I suppose, an easy decision to take for any government. I'd say it's quite fraught because social media can help people stay in contact in emergency situations, but can also lead, as we've seen, to uncontrolled speculation and misdirected hatred. Like the mess Reddit caused in the wake of the Boston bombing. My opinion about these social media blackouts? I don't think I'm really the person to ask about that, because as you may have noticed, my participation in social media and my lack of affection for social media is pretty evident at the moment. The only thing I'm using is Twitter and YouTube. I don't know what the answer is. It's difficult. The Sri Lankan government had a decision to make. They did what they thought was right for that moment in time. Terrorism and bombings like this cause chaos. It's difficult to see how even the people who should be looking after us will react in that situation. Ah. And from that bit of news, let's go on to some more bad news. There is Nazi stuff still for sale on Amazon.co.uk. As of this time of writing, Amazon in the UK still has a disgusting underbelly of sellers pushing neo-Nazi paraphernalia. And when I say still, that is because this has become a recurrent problem over the years. This is not new. Just Google. Every now and again, it becomes a news item with the major news outlets rather than the minor ones like me, and then Amazon may or may not do something, and then everyone forgets about it. 
The last time this caught big media's attention was late in 2018. I have found stuff like this recently. If you see something like this, keep a record of the URLs to the items. Report it by phone or by email. If you can find a valid email address to get in touch with Amazon, that is. After a lengthy search, I tried complaints at amazon.co.uk and resolution-uk at amazon.co.uk. This is the second time I have tried to contact them, so we'll see how that goes. I emailed them earlier this morning, so I'm waiting for a reply. If you aren't concerned about your own anonymity, also tweet your complaint to at Jeff Bezos. Then wait a decent interval and check back to see if Amazon has banned the seller or removed those items, and good luck with that. As I said, I recently reported some of this stuff to Amazon. I found some particularly repulsive variations of the Celtic Cross flag that neo-Nazis use. And yeah, I'm just waiting for that. And just as an addendum to my good deed, no good deed goes unpunished. Because with Amazon's recently viewed feature, the garbage I reported started popping up every time I logged into Amazon. So that was fun. I have since switched this delightful tracking option off. I need a sip of green tea. Ah. I do wonder if you're getting this sort of material in other geek podcasts. Let me know. And now on to something less terrible, but interesting. I said in episode 256 that everything in the universe orbits everything. So something, no matter how big it is, is always orbiting something else. That's not strictly true. While many astronomical bodies, formations, and other things in space do orbit something denser at the larger scales, only some of the smaller galaxies orbit other galaxies. For us, galaxies such as Antlia 2, the large megalonic cloud, megalonic? Megalanic. I'm not sure how you say that. The Sagittarius Dwarf Spheroidal Galaxy and others orbit our own Milky Way. The Milky Way galaxy itself doesn't orbit anything. I was half right, but at least I did a bit of research, found out that I was wrong, and told you about it. And what's the moral of this story? Well, I get things wrong sometimes, but I like to admit them. And anyway, I find anything to do with space fascinating, so I've learned something new. Next. Another kind of correction. In episode 259, I said, 
in recently published research in Nature, the disembodied brains of pigs were partly revived by Yale University scientists several hours after death. The research does hold out slight promise for preserving brain or other organ function for use in lab research. By saying that, I was being highly conservative. I'm sure there are more awful, as well as promising, implications should these revivication techniques improve. Example of those implications? Well, law for instance. When is someone legally dead? Or moral or ethical considerations? Such as, when should life support end for comatose patients? And finally, yes, it's not a long show today, the Samsung Galaxy Fold, which is fairly big gadget news at the moment, turned out to be a great concept, but the plastic screen breaks away really easily at the Fold, as a bunch of tech journalists, luckily enough to have been sent a sample of the soon-to-be-released smartphone recently found out. How much does it cost again? <laughs> I'm so sorry, Samsung. Samsung even went as far as making iFixit remove their teardown of the, and I think it's fair to say this at this point in time, flawed device. Strangely, I can't see any sign of Samsung backing down from their launch date, as you can still pre-order the phone in the UK. I checked today. And no, of course I'm not going to be pre-ordering one of these phones. Don't you listen to this podcast? No money. And with that amazing news, no creative news this week, we are now in the after-show section... What can I say? It is good to be back podcasting. I, as I have said at the top of the show, have a few Doctor Who stories banked. Just need to write the show notes and then I can talk about them. We finished the year 1971 in our vintage Doctor Who rewatch. So we will be starting the year 1972. Very, very soon. So you can look forward to that. And that's it. The show, as always, was produced, presented, and edited by me, Roy Martha, a writer. Martha is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at RoyMartha.com. For further reading, there's a link to the show notes in the description of this episode as if I needed to tell you again. If you want to help, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen and recommend it to a friend. And actually, on that subject, I only have three reviews, but I noticed just recently when I looked that a fourth review had popped up. A one-star review. So whoever sent that one-star review, thank you very much. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think it came with a review. I think it was just a star rating. And yeah, well, keep them coming. 
You were listening to Crash, episode 260, the UK culture, technology and creative show, recorded on Sunday the 28th of April 2019, and the time at the end of the show is 12.57.02. Thanks for listening, everybody, and bye-bye for now. Bye!